Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Pilot's Guide Podcast, a show where myself, John, and Sean, my co-host, break down streaming service original pilot episodes and tell you how we feel and ultimately whether or not we believe the show is going to get cut, canceled, crash landing, as we call it, or, or if it'll clear, or if it'll be clear for takeoff. Who knows? But this week, I am not joined by Sean. It's another Kristen week. Kristen, what's up? How are you? Hello, I'm good. Um, nothing much is up. I have to really sneeze right now. Okay, so that's fine. There might be a sneeze. Uh, there also may be construction. For whatever reason, the apartment next door has been under construction like all day. So if that comes through, sorry. Can't really do anything about it. Need to record. You know how it is. Busy schedules. Happens. So for this week's episode of Pilot's Guide, we sort of looked around, and uh, now that we've got another streaming service available to us in Peacock, which, if you're not familiar, is the free NBC-based streaming service that just launched in July, uh, there is another book show mm-hmm. that has made rounds on the streaming service. Yes. Uh, what, are we, what are we reading slash watching today? We are watching Brave New World. Mm-hmm. Not reading it. No, no. What was a give us no. give give our audience the skinny about what? Brave New World? Like, when was it written? Who's who oh. wrote it? If you haven't heard of it, what's like the base level plot? Written in the thirties mm-hmm. by Aldous Huxley. Huxley. Um, I started reading it. In high school, never finished it. Mm-hmm. Picked it up again like two weeks ago. Again, started it and didn't want to finish it. So mm-hmm. I have a hard time with this book, but I guess it's popular. People like it. I think it's just a book that like you're supposed to read in high school. Yeah, I had the option to read it. It was like a lit circle book. Yeah, but I, I decided to go a different way. It was like junior or senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't go that way. Didn't want to go the dystopian route. Went yeah. for something that was more realistic and yeah. I don't know Victorian. I, who knows? I can't remember what I read. Sure. So basically, it's about I forget what the year is. Like twenty twenty five twelve. Let's say yeah. something like that. Twenty five hundred about. Um, and all of the people um, live in a very like scientific technology based world none Mm. of them have their own kids they're all produced in the labs and the kids are created to be in a certain caste system yes um and they basically set up this society where certain babies that are all like essentially clones of each other Mm -hmm. um like some of them are made to be super smart and the leaders and some of them are made to be stupid and just be like the menial laborers Mm -hmm. so it's set up to be very dis i don't know unfair (laughs) yes right yes um but i think the book is supposed to be like looking at this kind of Mm -hmm. world and Mm -hmm. saying this is it would never work right so it's not saying oh we should do this i think it's saying no like this is you can't 
Well, do you know in in your research did did Huxley believe that the world was trending in that direction, and that was why it was like I got to write this book to say that you can't do this. Right. I mean, I guess. Pro- I mean, probably. I guess. Why would you write anything? And it, yeah. You know? So it's almost satirical in that way. That's yeah, like yeah. this is just a garbage way of doing things thrown in the trash right. to warn people. <laughs> right. Right, because unfortunately there were people in the past that wanted to do things like this. Right. And yeah. we won't give them the time of day uh, <laughs> because they were bad, bad people. Yes. Um, before we dig any deeper, um, if you're listening to us for the first time, why don't you, on whatever podcatcher that you're listening to, hit the subscribe button and, uh, you know, so you can catch up and get the uh, news of new episodes of Pilot's Guide as they come through. Um, and if you're a longtime listener to the show, why not leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts? Give us the, uh, give us the juice. Just came off of a, an interview on a Tomorrow Will Be Televised podcast. You can check that out. Uh, there's a link in the description of the show if you want to hear me uh, chatting with a guy about TV. It was pretty neat. But without further ado, why don't we... Start breaking the showdown. So we'll start off with our character analysis, the Kowalski analysis report. Kristen, we have a fair bit of characters in this show that have varying degrees of importance, but a lot of named characters and a lot of people to talk about. So mm-hmm. let's start. I'll, I'll open it to you. Who are our first players, the people that we meet at the onset of the show? Mm-hmm. Um, so we open with Lenina Crown. Mm-hmm. She is one of the scientists, I guess. I don't yeah. know what their official names are, but she, what she was doing was like selecting a group to assign whatever test tube baby she was making. Mm-hmm. So it goes from alpha plus mm-hmm. to epsilon. Yes. Um, Alpha's obviously being the highest performing ones and Epsilon being the least. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was like deciding, you know, what category to give to the babies that she was making. Pretty wild stuff. Yeah. Uh, she's got like, it shows her with this little like genome globule. I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> globular, like little DNA thingy. Um, and this is like, this is like intro, uh, footage so the show just sort of cold opens and then like after seven or eight minutes we get the intro but like this thing that she's working on this dna sample goes to this like big tree where all these like little baby pods are being formed and i guess mass producing these like cloned people even though they're not all they're not clones in the sense that they look the same they are like fraternally I'm sure they're, like, connected in a way, but they they do look different. Yeah. Well, they're not all clones of each other. Right. But, like... There can be clones. If you noticed in the Epsilon group that we saw, Mm -hmm. like, there was, like, five guys who were actually, like, all the same guy. Oh, really? Like, they were, like, clones of each other. Didn't actually notice that. Oh, yeah. So, there's, like, groups of clones. So, like, people... Some people look different, but some people look the same. Right. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's, because we mentioned it, let's talk about the Epsilon. So there's like, is it, is it like 
C, so there's C Jack 60. That's like the one Epsilon that we get a name of. C Jack 60. Well, I'm the one who died. True. C Jack 57 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 57. So they, is it the number on the end tells you like, so a C Jack is like this form of man. And then the number is like which C Jack he is, which cloned C Jack. Is that probably Yeah, it? I guess so. Okay. That I makes didn't sense. Get that far. That makes but sense. But that would make sense. Because Lenina is Lenina. Yes. So she's individualized yes. in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's like that's so what's I, interesting. Yeah. Go go ahead. I mean, I don't know if like only the lower caste people have clones or if the upper class people do as well. Right. We don't see that. I don't know. But it, it sort of makes sense in the sense in in the means that they use the epsilons to like clean up and yeah, like yeah. do these yeah these menial tasks. So they're they're not individualized in the same way that the alphas and betas that we meet who have first and last names. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the point of this society is to make as many people as efficiently as possible. So like mm-hmm. they want to be cloning people. All the time. Yeah. They mm-hmm. want to see, like, how many clones can we get out of this one egg. So. Cool. Yeah. I guess. They're kind of doing that, like, IRL. I think they can, like, make twins. I don't know. I, they're not doing that I IRL. I could, but. I don't know. Genetics. <laughs> Whatever. So, so yeah. So, those are those are two of our characters. Yeah. We didn't really talk about CJAC60, but he's kind of just a guy. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about him more maybe in the uh, in the summary of the show. He's kind of important. He has a thing, a big, big revelation. Let's say, um, Bernard. Yeah, Bernard, Bernard Marx. What's his deal? Um, he is. We first see him when he is essentially lecturing Lenina for only sleeping with one man, whose name is Henry. Um, mm-hmm. Because also part of the society is that everyone belongs to each other. So you should yes. always be with everyone. Mm-hmm. So Bernard is upset with her that she's only been with one man. So we mm-hmm. assume, I guess, that Bernard has a higher position than her. He's more in charge of things mm-hmm. than she is. Right. right. But he is dealing with his own inner conflicts. Yes, he certainly is. He certainly is. Uh, very, um, polygam, polygamal, that's, that's, polygamous. Poly, well, I guess polygamous would be the word. It, it's like a, yeah, this everybody being with everybody. Yeah. It, like, sex is a very big part of the show and the society, but what's interesting about it is that they don't produce the children by having sex. Like, they're all sterile. Is that true? They're, well... In the Isn't that book, what you're, right? In the book, there was three groups of people. One were females, one were males. Mm-hmm. I assume the point of that is just to get the eggs and sperm from them. Okay. I don't know if you can somehow make them not produce on their own. Okay. And then the third group was people who like were nothing. Huh. So maybe I don't know because you have to get them from somewhere. Right, right. But maybe you don't if you're just cloning them. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I would think, I think, I think clones are sterile. I don't know things <laughs> about clones, but I think that's a thing. When they, they clone the sheep, yo. Do you ever yeah. hear of Dolly the yeah, sheep? Of she's a sweetie and she's cloned and she probably can't have a child. I don't know. I don't know. But yes, so, so, so everybody's for everybody. Um, and the, the way that the, the show, the, when the show first opened up with a black screen saying, Welcome to New London, which is the name of this city or like the whole of the where all these people live. Uh, it says no privacy, no family, no monogamy. So it, it emphasizes very early that, yes, you, you can't have any individualized relationships. You're always, you know, available to everyone. You, you cannot have alone time and you can't. You know, build up this family of your own. You're responsible to just be, I don't know, literally available in every single way to every single person in this place. Yeah. This Indra system, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Pretty bonkers idea, if you ask me. But those are that that was that was a lot about <laughs> about the actual, I don't know, idea of this place. Mm-hmm. But Bernard, who's an alpha plus, is yeah. sort of no. like well, maybe he's... He, he's an alpha plus. Okay, okay. Uh, is like sort of. I thought he was like this chairman that was kind of on top, but the alpha pluses are on top. So yeah. in a sense, he's like a very important character. But there kept being some guy who came to talk to him. I don't know. Yes. Who that is? The triple alpha, the super alpha. I guess. I don't know. We don't know who he is. We don't know who he is. I don't know. I mean, probably can find what his character was in the book, but I don't know. Anyway, other characters. There's a whole nother world out there. True. Those are the main ones of the inner world. Yes. So those are those are what we'll call the, the Indra group. Because Indra is the name of the system that produces these people in this new well, London city. I just looked that up. Oh. Indra. Yeah, that was not part of the book. That's why I was like, what the heck is this? Indra's not. Indra is just like the computer. The name for the computers that they have. Oh. So, oh, like their their tech. Yeah. Hmm. It's not like the whole thing. But oh God. you're right in that the people who do not, who aren't part of it. They don't have Indra. No, they don't. Correct. Okay. So we'll talk about uh, what the show deems the savages. Uh, savages are people that are outside the city walls. They live in effectively a literal wasteland. And um, they're pretty much normal people like you or me in the year 2500-something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their job, I say in quotes is to enter, effectively entertain those genetically produced people. Um, they're like scrubs. Every day they do shows showing like all the stuff that you're not supposed to do, i.e. like they have fake weddings and like show people giving birth and like... Right, to be like, this is how it was in the past. Yes. It's so scary. Yes, there was no efficiency. People could just do whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. Sometimes they would shoot guns at each other and and do all this crazy stuff. And 
that's where we get like these these people that are are more colorful of characters they they have uh thoughts and emotions and dreams and they care more even though that you see a little bit of that from some of the people inside the city um not to the same degree as the people outside the city because they're literally looking they're on the outside looking in like perfectly like that so as far as who some of those characters are uh, we have john who i feel like is our main character even though he doesn't get introduced until about 20 or so minutes into the show John is a stagehand. Uh, he cleans up after some of the shows and he is responsible for producing the props. Um, he has a lot of like prop guns that might be real guns. True, I don't know. Um, he cleans cars and he does all sorts of stuff. And he's very much even an outcast among these outcasts, these outsiders. Yeah. Um, He's not well liked. Uh, people think he's like trying to, I don't know, hit on people. He's like a hopeless romantic type of guy. And uh, he expresses his feelings often through the music that he listens to, which are, you know, actual, sh- actual songs from the 80s and 90s that he has on like a hit clip on his hip. And uh, it was tiny headphones. Um, He's a cool guy. He's a cool, he's a cool character. I liked him a lot. Um, we'll talk more about him later. Mm-hmm. Other savages. Why don't you uh, add to the savage list? Savages. Um, his mom's name is Linda. Linda. She doesn't really do much. Nope. Not in this first episode, at least. Yeah. Kind of just is inside all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madison mm-hmm. is... John likes Madison. Yes. But Madison is with Kyle. Oh, Kyle? Yeah, I thought that's what... I wrote down that that's what his name was. Oh, Kyle. (laughs) Must be a a savage. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that... And that's sort of like where John gets a little bit of his his guff. Yeah. Because... I guess it was Kyle who calls him out like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, Why yeah. aren't you doing your job? You're talking, busy talking to Madison. Right. So but, in mm-hmm. this world, they're not just like showing what it was like to be in the old days, whatever. The old days. It's like they still live that way. Like they still have families and are with, like mm-hmm. are in monogamous relationships. Right. Right. So. Um. John's dad is a mystery. We don't know anything about him. I have theories. Kristen can probably confirm them. Sure. Um, but that's an interesting aspect. Um, John's mom, Linda, talks to him as if you know he looks exactly like her husband or lover or whoever she had John with, uh, which is a very interesting factoid in this world that we have. Um, other savages... There is this like rebel alliance group that is basically charging John with uh, leading an uprising, uh, finding his destiny as in taking down the people in the inner circle uh, through violence, uh, many bullets and uh, a quite literal uprising um, that the show 
made you feel like it was coming and then they just sort of threw it in your face like, hey, there's going to be something or at least they're going to try to do something. I don't know who the woman in charge of that group is. She's not addressed by name, but there is this like commander-y, not even commander-y type of woman, but like this, uh, I don't know, this woman who has all these big time emotions about like the way that the other people look down on them, that the savage lands, which is where they live is an obscenity and they're treated like garbage and Mm -hmm. which they are to be fair. I mean, they're made for amusement, but, uh, right. I don't know. She's kind of interesting, but if she doesn't have a name, then she doesn't have a name, which is kind of funny. Um, but she's just there to like sort of poke John in the right direction so that he goes and does the thing like or they shoot him like she was very threatening yes yes she was she was very threatening Mm -hmm. but madison's also a part of that rebel group let's call it yeah um and that's interesting because john wants to be with madison and madison wants john to do bad things and not necessarily wants to be with john which is kind of sad for him Mm -hmm. and that's why john is the loner romantic um who listens to interesting uh lullaby not not lullaby ballad pieces in his Mm -hmm. his cool walkman thingy Mm -hmm. a lot of characters with a lot of conflicting (laughs) opinions and feelings and vibes yeah but uh that's sort of the whole slate yeah of who we got in this first episode at least very much um yeah so it's time to dig into how the show actually is now we've hinted a lot and and we've we've talked a lot about these two differing groups so i think kristen and i decided ahead of the pod that we'll each be reviewing or each be summarizing one half of the show either what's happening inside the bubble or outside the bubble i have elected to go outside the bubble kristen has elected to go inside the bubble so i'll give you two minutes you think you need two minutes uh just do it i'll see okay we got two minutes on the clock. I feel like we just watched this, but it's I don't really remember. I kind <laughs> so, of so I we'll kind see. of agree. Yeah. Alright, we got two minutes coming in hot. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Let do. Okay, so as we said before, it starts off basically with Bernard lecturing Lenina for only being with one person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bernard gets called to a job. Um, essentially to administer the drug that they give out, which is called Soma, mm-hmm. um, to these stressed out Epsilons because one of their fellow Epsilons apparently fell off of a higher up ledge and like smashed the side of his head. Aww. And I guess is dead. Unclear, I think. Um Unclear that he's dead? Oh, okay. I don't know. It just seems weird that they die like that, but I don't know. So that happens. Um, and basically the whole time Bernard is like, these people have feelings, but he doesn't understand like what that means. So he is just in his head, like debating. I don't know. Like he doesn't want to take the drug because they're all supposed to just take the drug when they are feeling stressed. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to take it because he wants to think about why am I taking this, I think. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's like really broad, but that's basically what happens. Kind of spicy. Then 
Oh, but then they have a big party. Yes. Um, big orgy party. Mm-hmm. And Literally. Lamina's there, and she does go with someone else. Mm-hmm. But Bernard is very uncomfortable there. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to have sex with anybody. So then Lenina sees him, and she's like, you're a hypocrite. Yeah. You just told me to do that, and now you're not. And so then they start talking about their feelings, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Clearly, both of them are both of them are are rejecting what their society is yeah, yeah, expecting yeah. of them, and that is ultimately the tea. Uh, yeah, you know. So Lenina wants to be monogamistic, mon, mon, monoga, monogamous. Mon, wow. <laughs> yes, monogamous. Yeah, monogamistic is probably a thing. No. Yeah, let's say it is a thing. She wants to be monogamous. <laughs> I'm monogamous, and 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 um, Bernard wants his privacy, yeah. but they're not allowed to have okay, either. Of that. That's part. just the T. I'm just saying. That's just the T. Okay. Hold on. Okay, you're right. Let's do my part now, and and then we'll talk more about the inside stuff because okay. I think the inside stuff's cool. Okay, outside the world, outside the savage lands. Here we go. Sit down. Buckle up for a story. So we've got John, the hopeless romantic stagehand who cleans up after the crazy shows that are that take place at the Savage Land. Uh, his friend Madison, they are friends, they, they have a friendly relationship, uh, is with Kyle. And John wants to be with Madison, but he can't be because she's with Kyle. Monogamous relationship, they're allowed to have those in the Savage Lands. John, after working, uh, goes to the music store in the back of some guy's van and buys a sweet new song um, to listen to that is really cool and kind of gives off more romantic vibes. I feel like we never even hear the song. Eh, you hear it a little bit at the end when he's chilling out, Max and Relax and all cool with a beer in his hand. I don't know. He's like, this is the coolest song. It's the coolest song. Let's just say it's the coolest song. We'll call it the cool song. John goes back to his house, his mom, she's just chilling in the window, kind of crazed. She's a drunk. Uh, he, John doesn't like the way she does that because it makes her look crazy and makes John look crazy for having a mom like that. She looks at him and says, you look a lot like your, your dad. Um, and that's sort of it. He, John just sort of shuts down his mom because she annoys him. Um, John is in, woken up in the middle of the night, sees somebody running outside, goes, grabs the kitchen steak knife and goes outside and is immediately sacked uh, by this rebel alliance group that I mentioned before. Uh, they are working to take down the people inside and it is John's destiny to load up and roll out and take out some of those people inside the bubble. Will John do it? I don't know. Probably. That's plot conflict folks that's what you get when you have two conflicting sides and that's a perfect way to summarize the show now let's expand let it be known let it be known i hate i hate power tools i hate power tools what were the scenes that you want to expand a little bit on that you thought were pretty interesting um I want to expand on the Savage Lands. Yes. I want to talk about how it's different than the book. Oh. I'm allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. Go, go in. Okay. Um, in the book, 
this place was called the reservation and there was no like plays or anything it was just like an actual group of like native american people really that they just flew in to like laugh at and then left Hmm. so this is better i guess yeah i don't (laughs) think you could do that yeah um so that's good Okay. But that's different. Oh, so when you say flew in, was it like, it was like a zoo in the sense that it was like yeah, a little, bu- little, like it was inside the whole city or was it actually no, no. like split? Yeah, it was outside. Okay. okay. They flew to get oh. there. Oh. Like a plane on a plane. Who's they? Like anybody who went. Okay. Got it. Instead of just leaving the city and going outside. You, you assume they, they don't fly there now yeah i don't know i don't know <laughs> we don't know we haven't seen well they travel by bus We've, we saw them go in a bus or something like that i don't remember i don't know there was like a commercial in the big be- in the early onset of the show that was like this is the savage lands it's cool and like an amusement park and you yeah. can watch people do shows uh-huh yeah that's cool difference though well not yeah. a cool difference i'm uh, yeah i'm glad it's i'm glad it's different <laughs> um same um were we saying what we liked? Or not yet. Saying what not we yet. Okay, just, okay. Just talking about Expanding. scenes. Expanding. Yeah. Um, this, I liked when... Oh, I don't want to say liked. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I will expand on when Lenina was talking to Bernard and he was showing her all the holograms mm-hmm. of her and Henry mm-hmm. having sex. Yeah. Which, like... I don't really want to see that, but it was cool. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But it like shows you that you don't have any privacy because, right. because, you know, Bernard is just able to snap his fingers and watch you mm-hmm. and be, you know, in a, in a romantic sense with this, this Henry guy you have, there is no cover. Mm-hmm. You cannot be, you cannot avoid the cameras in, in its sense. That's why it's like very often, Connected to 1984, I, I believe. Another book that I haven't read. Yeah, me neither. That's about like cameras and stuff and oh, mm-hmm. Big Brother and people are watching and, and right. all that cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, um, a lot of uh, Black Mirror vibes-y stuff uh, in this. Definitely like I could see that maybe they were like, they whoever produced this uh, was like watching an episode of Black Mirror and then was also reading the book Brave New World, and they were like, we should make this into a show and just sort of do it in the sense of like a Black Mirror episode because there's a lot of similarities. And that's why I want to expand on like the Indra platform. Let's talk about Indra. So Indra is like a weird contact lens. Well, that's part of it. Part of it, part of it. The way that we see it. Let's talk about it because we don't really, I mean. Okay. You call it computers. But yeah, I guess yeah. it's holograms and stuff. Right. Okay. Cool they contact. Have this big contact mm-hmm. that they put in their eyes. Regular size contact. They're kind of big. I don't know. I and don't wear contacts. And then they have this like spooky string that goes all the way into their eye. <gasps> into their brain. Crazy, I guess. Yeah. And then it basically lets them see like things that are not there. So they can, when they look around, they see every person's mm-hmm. class. Yes. Um, which I guess is cool. Yeah. But like obviously reinforces the whole class system. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it lets them at one point one of the one of Lenina's friends is like hypothetically changing outfits mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that Lenina sees through her contact, right. but it's not like actually happening in like in, at, in the real world. Right. She can just see her changing because in the real world, everybody's wearing weird, <laughs> floppy, and like glittery gold and silver attire. It looks like. It looks like tinsel mm. that they just bunched up and just wore it as a dress. But with fashion. this, I guess, 20... The future Yeah, 2,500. It was like Hunger games Yes, in that like sense. costumes. Mm-hmm. That was the thing that I was like... They, they, they could send like emojis to each other via this contact lens. And I'm like, this is, this is the black mirror of it all. Because oh. there's like... Heads up displays showing all these people's ranks. Mm-hmm. And like, this is a lot of like Black Mirror season three vibes for me. Um, like little heart emojis floating through the air from one person to another. And yeah, people in weird outfits that they can just sort of snap their fingers and turn into. Um, it's neat. It's neat. And, and it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't the most cheesy in the world. No, I'm I don't gl- think so. I'm very glad that we saw him take the contact out. Yeah. Because you see the spooky shit. Because I was confused. Like, how was he seeing this? Exactly. Before. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. And what's neat about the contact is, so we we mentioned this, like, supreme alpha guy, this guy who's giving orders to Bernard. Uh Um, and, And, like, when Bernard takes the contact out, he leaves it out for, like, maybe... Five seconds. Right. He's just going to the bathroom. Literally going to the bathroom. Uh-huh. Um, and then he's like, oh crap, I got to put it back in. He puts it back in and the guy, hologram of the, the supreme guy, is immediately on him like, hey, you were offline. What are you doing? You can't have that. You can't be private. And he's like, oh, I sorry, I just took my contact out right. and was putting it back in. Um, that's where you get this really funny scene where he's sitting on the, he's sitting on the toilet. Literally, his pants are down. <laughs> and uh, this guy is questioning. He's like, you're an Alpha Plus. You're not acting like an Alpha Plus. And we see, like, it pulls out. And he's, you know, pants down on the right. on the toilet. And he's like, I am an Alpha Plus. And it's like, <laughs> nice. That's kind of, uh, kind, of, kind of funny there. Because you're in a very uh, compromised position. Right. Um, I believe mm-hmm. that this strange man who keeps visiting Bernard... I think he's just the director. Right. He, that's his name. The di- the director. Yeah. At least that's what it says on Sparknotes is his name in the book. And I assume he's an alpha And they never got a name. So. Okay. That's fine. I guess. But he might not even be real. He could literally be like the computer. Like a computer generated. He's a bot. I guess. Meh. He seems too personal for that. But I guess... Well, it's twenty. It's twenty five hundred. It <laughs> yeah. could be. Uh, who knows what what AI technology we have when we've already got Twitter bots. You're right. Um. What Should else? We expand on the Jack situation. Yes, yeah, C Jack. What's up with C Jack Horseman? Well, C Jack fifty seven smashed his head. Correct. Fell from the fell from the grapefruit tree. Yeah. On the seventh from, floor. Yeah. And Smashed his coconut. Then I guess 
one of his clones, C Jack sixty. We see him later. He is in his bed in his like very bare cement room. Yep. Which is sad. Yeah, it is sad. And I don't think they really talk much. He's got a nice plasma screen though. Okay. I didn't know. But yeah, no, they, they don't they don't talk that much unless they're sort of talk to. Right. So he I guess he just gets up and goes and visits I think C Jack 57's room mm-hmm. because he's emotional. Yeah, he's very emotional. And he finds this like blade under the bed. Mm-hmm, razor blade. This big blade. Yeah. And he's just holding it, looking at it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I thought C Jack 60 was going to like do the thing, but he didn't do the thing. No. He was just cry. He just cried and looked at the razor blade. Yeah. Um, and very, this is, you can tell that this is. Probably not how he their epsilons are normally supposed to to be, right. which is why Bernard was having such the conflicting feeling of like, uh, this guy's feeling something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel bad that he's feeling something. Yeah, I don't want him to feel something because I make him do all the crap that I don't want to do, uh-huh. and I give him like treats, like literal treats. Well, it's just a drug; they all take it, right? Not just them. Right, like right. Bernard also taking takes it, too, it too, but he's not. So, but like, can, can we talk more about Soma? Like what? Yeah, it's just the drug that they all have. Like a Tic Tac. Uh-huh. That they're supposed to take when they're stressed, so they calm down. Right. And they it's come like in different colors. Drug. Yeah, I don't know what the different colors are. They have yellow and orange. I guess And probably orange. red. Orange is more intense, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, they co- they they walk around carrying like little yeah. Pez dispensers mm-hmm. for the yellows that they're just like popping, yeah. you know, like a Pringle. And but he's got in his office an orange one that's like, oh, he gives one to Lenina, and he's like, oh, maybe you need to go orange a little more than yellow. Right. She's like, okay, I guess I do. <laughs> and that was when I I thought she was gonna like chuck it and be like, I'm not taking the drug. But then she just takes it anyway, <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah. But if we can move into likes and dislikes. Yes, let's do, let's do it. Let's do it. This is a dislike that I have and mm-hmm. a confusion. Sure. When slash why does Bernard like just start realizing this right now? Like. What, that they have feelings? Yeah. Because I don't think this has ever happened. I don't think any of them have actually committed suicide. And I think that is like, why the heck would he want to do that? Yeah, but they were saying that he fell. Yes. Okay, so they are trying to say, the upper people are trying to say, oh, it was an accident. But I guess Bernard doesn't believe that. Correct. So I guess... Detective Bernard's on the case. So this one event just like sparks all of his internal feelings? Yeah. Like, it just seemed... I guess if this thing never happens, then it's more pivotal than it seems but like to me this just seems like an everyday occurrence and all of a sudden he's Mm -hmm. like having all this internal conflict yeah it's well i mean he's he's clearly had other internal conflicts because when he he talks to lenina about sex right he's like yeah i do the i do the sex all the time like and he clearly does not do the sex all the time which is literally what he's supposed to do yeah um so he's definitely been, maybe he's been harboring it for a while and just hasn't, like, this is the thing that, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. 
but that's like a weird place to start a show. Right, where he's... It, because when we meet him in the first scene, I was like, oh, this guy's a hard ass and yeah, he's going to be like... an asshole. On top, of, on top of being in charge of everybody, making sure Lenina's in check. And then like immediately the next scene, he's like... Uh... Yeah. It's weird. So I'm just confused about that. I want to know more of his backstory. Yeah. Because I don't like how they introduced it and i know i feel like when i'm on here Mm -hmm. and you have all these questions like how did we get here i'm like it's suspenseful that's why they do it Uh you know they don't put all the details in the beginning but at least i feel like pilots you have like some event that is different Mm -hmm. that makes everything else happen for the show but to me nothing felt like special about this Mm. Like, it didn't seem like there was any special event in this episode. Interesting. I'm like, okay, there's this world, but some people in the world are questioning it. Yeah. Like, all the time, some people are questioning it. Well, it might be key that some people are questioning it for stuff that happens later on. Just saying. I don't know. I was confused. I, I really... I'm I'm thankful that Bernard is not the type of character that I thought he was going to be, yeah. which is why his character and and all that he is 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 alike for me. I think he's I think he's going to be a pretty compelling character if they see it through and give you more time and give you that backstory because that is a kind of a very important piece that we need there. Um, it's right. It's it's difficult to just immediately like this guy when you're probably not supposed to like this guy because he's a have and the other people are have-nots and supposedly the have-nots are going to try to make a move on the haves and you don't want there to be like conflicting uh, I like these guys. They're really... Like, I like Bernard a lot, but oh, he's in the... He's supposed to be in the bad side of people. And that's why they're sort of, I think, trying to give him some three-dimensional depth. But we don't get, we don't have the bridge from like who he was before to who he is now. Well, or like, I'm just assuming he's always like this. Right. From the, from the very start, he was having conflicting vibes. Yeah. It's probably true. But like, how did he last this long? Or right, are they I like, get it. when they're born, are they, up, we don't see kids. So like, are they immediately like grown no. ups? No. No, they're kids. Okay. They, but they like condition them to be whatever class they're supposed to be. Mm. So... He shouldn't have been like this. Right. You should so be. I don't get how he's like this. That is weird. Because I don't think this is his character in the book. I think mm. he's more different. Okay. In the show. Hmm. I obviously didn't read the whole book. <laughs> hey, that's why we pulled you onto the pod <laughs> to, to talk about that book. But it's okay. Yeah, so um, I don't understand him. Yeah, that's fine. He He's, he's cool enough. That it's a like for me. Yeah. Dislike clothing. Wish they were just dressed up and filled the future gear. Enough said. Wish they were just wearing shiny well, I jumpsuits. Liked that. I liked that it wasn't tacky. And like I think it was tacky though. You thought? Yeah, it was weird. I didn't think so. Like, why would you wear that? Well, to the party. Yeah. Or Well, I guess I guess you would wear it to the party because you're not gonna be wearing it long at the party. True, they all took their clothes off. They all off. took their clothes off. <laughs> when they were working they were just wearing normal clothes true lab suits okay what 
what Bernard was wearing, the weird like brown what, like suit thing was was gross and like shouldn't even exist in any timeline. <laughs> so I don't know what the heck was True, that. Like brown. I don't know. I don't even remember. It didn't bother me. It was weird. It was this weird sweater suit and flowy gown thing. I don't. A gown? I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. It was a jacket that was too long. And oh. pants that were too weird and big clunky shoes. Oh. Canceled. I don't know what you're even Dislike. But I liked that it wasn't like, oh, this is the future, so it has to be crazy clothes. Yes, everybody vogues all the time. No, it wasn't like, it wasn't as normal. It's fine. Which I appreciated that. Sure. Sure. Dislike. Uh, I liked, outside of Bernard, um... I, I, I liked I liked the dichotomy between the Savage Land. That's not a thing that I knew about in the book. There's like these two two sides. I mean, it's not it's it's not the most original idea in the world, but it's still it's still interesting, even though it was different in the book that Huxley came up with this idea in the 30s. It this because I know it was different. I know we already said it was different. The Savage Lands were different than the thing. I mean, but you're still, like, like. In the Depression, right? True. 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 I don't know. You have a lot of rich people and a lot of poor people. Yeah, that's true. Never mind. Not so original, but still cool. Still, still, still an interesting plot driver, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But um, it's not so cut. Like, it's not so split down the middle. Because even people on the inside are questioning the inside. Right. Right. So it wouldn't, hypothetically, it wouldn't just be a two-sided duel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a little bit of, like, that third entity. Yeah. Or people who could go from one side to the other. Mm-hmm. Which is how I think it's going to Okay. Um, other than that, I, it kind of felt like Mad Max, and Mad Max is a good movie. Fury Road, check it out. Enough said. It won the best picture in 2017, 16. I don't know. I don't know what year it was. It's a good movie. Check it out. I, I Hey, likes and dislikes? You got anything else? Got no, anything else about the story? I didn't like about that song part. Yeah, that it was the coolest song in the like, world. This is the coolest song. And I'm like, what are you even listening to? Play it. And then us. he hits play and it's like, back, screen, back. All right, bro. <laughs> I wish. But then he asks the the clerk, like, oh, who wrote this song? And he was like, no one knows. Like, music doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, he said they don't make any new music. They ain't making it like they used to. Like, this is a very, like, weird situation. Yeah. It's funny because it's, like, music from our time. And, like, this is what the last time they made they ever made music. The, the, the 90s. And, but it's all on, like... He's got it on like a flash drive, so it's not it's not on like a cassette. It I was, was expecting a weird. It was thing weird. He had. It was a very weird, weird future thing. Yeah. He had like a fuel cell yeah, that he yeah. played his music off of. <laughs> that's why I said it was like a hit clip because he could just like put one little tiny song in at a right? time. I guess that's what it was. And you know, and he was like, "This is a song by In Sync. They <laughs> were at the top of the charts, but then music went away forever, and here we are." back again mm-hmm. but yeah we don't know about that song too much i didn't like that part 
Meh. Whatever. I, I I like I like the use of of mo- of modern. I say or our time music instead of just coming up with like weird future music that's just like and like beeps and buzzers and stuff like weird and like no words but i do like music that has no words music it's gone forever but not really nobody's making it anymore nobody ever comes in nobody ever comes out okay that's enough of uh plot stuff we'll move on in to theories because i've got some theories that i need answers for Okay, I maybe have answers. Love to hear it. Okay, theory time. Let me go into my big book of theories. Got some theories. Well, the whole time I was like, there's going to be an uprising. Except at first I thought it was the Epsilon's uprising against the Alphas. Okay. But then I was like, oh, you got this thing called the Savage Land? Oh, it's going to be that versus the rest of these guys. But I think ultimately what it's going to come down to is there's going to be an uprising. You're going to get John breaking in somehow into this into this system, into the structure. And some of the Epsilons who are having these feelings are going to like have these revelations, side with the rebels, and then you're going to have... Bernard, who's having these feelings about these people having these feelings, being like, you know what? F the system. I'm with the rebels. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when, but John and Bernard are definitely going to like meet up. And it's going to be like, hey, you're a savage. You were an alpha plus. That's not really an alpha plus. And then they're like, they shake hands and like we're both hated or something. And then they're going to come together as a team, super team, take down the director who's maybe just a computer. Mm-hmm. That's my first one. Okay. How, I, how accurate am I? Um, well, I don't think any of this happens in the book. What? Like, I think this part's all new. Oh, love so, it. Love it. Because so I can I, join you on your theory. Sweet. Um, I do not think... That the Epsilons will be involved. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I guess if it's all new, who knows? But, like, really in the book, they're conditioned and, like, genetically made to mm-hmm. be, like, Effectively stupid. Slated, yeah. And yeah, yeah. they can't do anything. That's like, true. they're made to be, I don't know, not able to do anything. So, yeah. I don't think they're going to be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they could just be like fighters, but they're not going to be right. I don't know, intelligently helping. That's fair. Um, I think Bernard. He obviously wants to like be in good with the director. Mm-hmm. Like he keeps trying to please the director. So I don't know if he would completely flip. I think he just wants more answers. I don't know if he would help them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But that's where I'm like, if if John gets to Bernard and finds common ground with Bernard, Bernard could be the guy to tell the Epsilons, do this thing. Because mm-hmm. all, all they need is command to, to do it. 
like like you said, they they are dumb. They they might not yeah get someone, to that point where they would actually be making the call. But if somebody told them, yeah, somebody above them. Yeah, that's interesting though. This isn't in the book. None no. of this this revolt no. and. I guess that's what makes it a, a 2020 television show because you got to have that level of conflict. Uh-huh. That really war. That really changes. Yeah, you know, war never ends, folks. Yeah. But this is. I thought that this was like a. This was a big like. Communism thing. That's why I was like, oh, this is a part of the book because like it's the, the proletariat regime against the bourgeoisie. But I guess you could say that in if even with this out of the plot, you still have like the Epsilons, which are like the proletariat and the bourgeoisie, which are obviously everybody else. But in this, it's even more like cut and dry that you have the savages yeah. waging war against, pre- presumably waging, waging war against the, the higher ups in the city. Yeah. I think that's just kind of neat. Yeah. I feel like when I had friends that read this book, they were like, communism. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I feel like it's just kind of like a TV cop-out. Like, people who watch TV just want to see action. Yeah. Game, they want Game of Thrones. So, they just have to do that to keep a TV audience. Well, I'll tell you, that's. I think it's cool. I think it's <laughs> I was. I found it compelling. Um, another theory that I've got. John's dad. Mm-hmm. John's dad. Yeah. John is... At least, at least a beta plus. John's dad. John's got that DNA, that good DNA from the people inside the thing. So his dad was like one of the people, I guess, and like conceived with this woman somehow. They're like, a, I don't know, a, a, a clandestine forbidden love affair between the city and the savages and bang came John who's got the goods from inside but all the other savages I say in quotes are just grown up from one another okay. but John you don't know who um the director maybe mm. oh got it <laughs> ding ding yeah, you're right. That's true. The director's his father. Yeah. That's cool. So he's not a computer. No. Okay. Wow. You heard it here first, folks. So you heard I, it here first, folks. Yeah, you're right. So I think what happened is the director obviously had sex with Linda, who's the mom. Yes. Wasn't supposed to do that. Hmm. Can't have monogamy. He, like, flies. And I, I don't know. Because we don't know how these kids work. Yeah, right. Like, do you have a kid when you have sex? I don't know. He flies her out to the Savage Lands to, like, cover it up. Oh, so she was a... She was also a... She was from there. That's cool. But technically, he... John wouldn't necessarily have a class. Because that's just what they give to their test tube babies. Oh, okay. So he'd be unclassified. Yeah. Ned's undeclassified. Linda was a beta. Seen that. Okay. Okay. So, and the, he's obviously, like, would be high up if that's how it works. Hey. Hey. 
but he I don't think he would have one. Linda's a beta? He's an alpha plus? You take the average? We'll say at least alpha minus or beta plus. I'll take it. I got it. Hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's cool. And obviously, uh, folks, that just spoiled the show Sorry. in a, probably a major way. But uh, eh, it's yes. in a book. It was written in a book in the 30s. You should, so. no, you should have read it in high school. Exactly. <laughs> so, get, so get wrecked in that sense. Um, okay. I'm, 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 I'm juiced that I got that one right. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I've got something else. Theory, 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 theory. Yeah, I just, I just feel like there's going to be this event. Um, and maybe it wasn't in the book where like Bernard meets John and then the things just pop off. Like, that's like the guy that he needs to get to even though he doesn't know it yet. And Bernard's going to be like, yo, these guys have feelings, just like the Epsilons. We treat them like garbage. We treat the Epsilons like garbage. What if I just didn't? And then everything goes wham. Mm -hmm. And uh, they take it down. They take down the director, and John has to kill his father. Oh. Yeah, which okay. I don't know when he learns. I... What does the director tell him? How does he find out? I don't know. I think Bernard like knows. Hell yeah, Bernard is the key. Because in the book, Bernard and Lamina go there, go to the Savage Lands together. Yeah. And they know, like, oh, of this like theory that Ooh. there was the director potentially has a kid there. Wow. So then they find him and they're like, yeah, you're the only white person in this group of Native American people, so you're probably him. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's John's character arc. That's it. All, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. I mean, now that you see this difference in the book, is yeah. there anything else that you would like? I wonder if this happens. No. No. That's a brave new world, folks. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're gonna gonna move on to our final verdict then, if uh, if you are ready. Yep. Cool. Okie dokie, final part of the potty. <laughs> the pot, the pod D, P O D Y, not the thing that uh, Bernard was sitting on when he said that he was an alpha plus. The final verdict, whether or not we believe this show is clear for takeoff or crash landing, you know the drill, folks. Start with Kristen, our guest. I it's will gonna say be. clear for takeoff. Boom! Don't know if you knew that I was going to say that. I sort of vibed it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, first of all, who knows who's watching Peacock. But T. this obviously came out... Like, I don't know if this will be affected by COVID, so that's good. Like, it came out late, so they weren't filming during that situation. Sure. Um, I think it's different enough from the book, and they definitely modernized things mm -hmm. and made it more interesting for TV viewers, adding the sides conflict. True. And I think people will like that. Yeah. And I think B 
because it's different than the book, they can kind of do whatever they want. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah, I think I think it's good. Sweet. Well, for me, it's a good kickoff as well. Um, except I think it's one and done. I haven't like heard one season. I, yeah, and now I I thought if that was a, and and you just said it that they can they sort of have a little bit of a free range with this whole this whole war arc. They're like creating a world, I think. Like yeah, sure they finished this war arc in the first season, and they could do whatever the heck else they want in the second season. Yeah, that's like totally different and random. Yeah. See, I, I just, I feel like this is more, there's a higher likelihood to me that this goes check, one and done, or maybe even, maybe just a, a two-season run, especially with COVID and whatever COVID does. Mm-hmm. That might have been the original intent. But it's not a limited series. We're sure. It's not a limited series. I'm pretty sure it's not. Because most of the books that we read are limited series. Right. Because that's what they're doing. We're right. doing the book and we're then we're the stopping. Exactly. But no, I don't think this is that. Well, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter either way. I, I think that there's strong structure here. Um, it's got what the the viewing audience wants. Assuming that the viewing audience, you know, grabs onto Peacock, I, I I hear rumblings a little bit more that people are using it, especially Xfinity owners who get it for free, mm-hmm. um, without ads. I, everybody gets it for free. So if you want Peacock, go get Peacock. NBC, if you want to sponsor us, you know. Send it to our P.O. box at blah, blah, beep, beep, beep. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel mildly confident in the show that it's, it's, it's capable enough to, to just do whatever the heck they want it to do. And, yeah. and if that means going off script and having a whole war and following John through a bunch of other stuff, so be it. I'm down. Cool. Pretty right. simple. Yeah. That's it, folks. Uh, that'll do it for another episode of the Pilot's Guide podcast. And we got in there, we got out of there. Apologies again. This is this is the great tooling episode of Pilot's Guide. We're working on the planes. It's six fifty-seven p.m. <laughs> and they've been working all day. Yeah. I hope that they're done soon because replacing floorboards. Is noisy. And this is a small apartment. It's a small... This Shouldn't is a, take all day. I agree. But whatever. I guess they just got to do what they got to do. Understood. People need... People are trying to work hard during these times. I hope you're doing okay, listener. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need anything, send us an email. Pilotsguidepod at gmail.com. We'll help you out. And by that, I mean we'll watch the show that you want us to watch for the pod. There's a lot of new stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Uh, if you want to connect with us on Twitter, do so at Pilot's Guide Pod on Twitter. Uh, we've got some merch. Go to B A B B sorry B A R B E E M I Barba M E on Redbubble <laughs> to check out some of the sweet Pilot's Guide sticker merch that we've got. A link is in the description. Uh, you can also Expect to hear more great shows coming out of these new streaming services, HBO Max. We've got Lovecraft Country coming down the pipeline. Going to be bringing that one to you next weekend. I know we said we were going to do Cross Swords. Sean and I, we're going to get to that. Boy's busy. Boy's back to school. You know how it is. 
Um, Kristen, mm-hmm. where where can they find you? What do I say? Plug your Twitter. I think I usually say Twitter. Twitter. Um, Peachykeen ten. Yes, or on Instagram at Peachykeen ten. Yeah, but I don't follow back as much on Instagram. I'll follow you back on Twitter. There you go. She wants to see your tweets. Yes. Um, anything else? Any sign off for the people? Snaps finger. Um, Points. I don't know. I guess overthrow the authority if they're being bad to you. You know what that means. <laughs> Vote. Oh. Enough said. All <laughs> right. Uh, thank you for listening, folks, to another episode of the Pilot's Head Podcast. We will be back next week with some Lovecraft Country, a four-person pod coming in the pipe. You're going to love it. Uh, but until then, uh, you may feel free to roam about the cabin. Much love. I will talk to you soon. Uh, bye-bye now.